0: Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have Paul Zelizer with us. Hi, Paul. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Chad. I really appreciate it. No problem, Paul. Just Tell us more about yourself, where you're calling in from, what do you do? Calling in from Albuquerque, New Mexico, the tail end of the Rocky Mountains, it's beautiful here in the fall. And uh, I'm really passionate about social entrepreneurship and um, conscious decision-making and conscious leadership in business. So that's my work. Well, that's great. So how do you explain that? Like, what is that for um,
0: entrepreneurs, right? So what are they, what is this like, a, is it a mentorship program or?
1: Well, the pri I have two different businesses, ahead, but the, 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 I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek's work. So I'll tell you the what in a second, but he says, start with why. So okay, why good, do I yes. care about what I do? So what we know is that We have all this research now, if anybody wants to take a look at it, Google did a ton of research on this and it's all summarized in a book called Search Inside Yourself. And what we know is that the single most powerful technology we have when we're an entrepreneur, when we're a business owner, when we're a leader is our nervous system are human inside organism right Mm -hmm. and yet many people are running they're trying to run their business they can't figure out why it won't grow or they can't reach their goals it's almost as like we're using technology like imagine somebody starting a business and saying she i can't figure out why my business won't grow i have a Uh 20 year old computer but i don't know why i won't i don't know (laughs) all my technology is is inefficient and it keeps breaking well that's Our nervous system is the single, our inner resources is the single most powerful tool we have. And again, I'm not saying this, just my opinion, some really smart people, you can go check out Search Inside Yourself are basically saying the same thing. The biggest predictor of success in business are things like emotional intelligence and how we're treating the people around us. And are we telling resonant stories that the people who buy our products and services really connect with? And do they understand our values? And if they do, we're going to grow. And if we don't, We're probably not. And yet so many entrepreneurs, I call it, you know, uh, marketing or management by shiny object syndrome, right? Video's really hot or you're supposed to do this or you're supposed to do that. And we're all over the place. And we don't ever sink down and just say, this is why I'm here on the planet. This is how this relates to my business. Here are my core values. And then make the decisions day to day as an entrepreneur that we all face. So that's why what I do how or the what is I have two businesses one I do one-on-one and small group coaching with entrepreneurs who want to have a positive impact and then my podcast and um, community that's associated with it, it's called the wherepreneurs and we have over 300 members who are looking at how do you really make a positive impact and we help each other find podcast interviews or somebody needs to build a website Or um, we have a LinkedIn pod where we help people who have impact-oriented businesses learn how to use LinkedIn. We have an Instagram one, a whole community of people who are looking at how do we make these day-to-day decisions and build our skills for the purpose of having more positive impact.
0: I couldn't agree more, uh, Paul, because, you know, I feel that we keep trying to find strategies and solutions and and we're running around getting frustrated when if we spend the time and fixing what's going on inside it makes a tremendous amount of difference yeah
1: who am i why am i on the planet how do i want to help other people and how do i tell that story efficiently and then how do i stay with that priority being really really clear and not get distracted when we're in the marketplace and we have you know people around us that tell us no that's not important this is important no your website isn't beautiful enough no you need to do instagram but i don't really like Insta. whatever (laughs) right just stay with your values understand who you're trying to help and how you're trying to help them and you're going to be okay doesn't mean you just sit with your feet on the coffee table and do nothing but that scrambling and that the grind in the entrepreneur world, it's causing a lot of damage and it's actually not helping people grow businesses.
0: And it gets, it's like, you know, I've been through it as well in the past. And if it wasn't for my mindset stuff, I don't know what would happen because I see it all the time with people that they're, they're in, and I feel bad because I want to help because they're in, um in such a struggle that they don't know where to start or what to do. So they're, they're like, you know, I, I find it like an explosive response. So they're like, going in every single direction, any kind of help they're getting. And if it's easy enough, if it's doable, they'll do it. But what happens is when you have so many different <laughs> strategies going on, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's working. Hey. So it all comes back to what's going on inside, right? If the the inside doesn't change, the outside will never change. Never.
1: I think it's some of both. I'm definitely somebody who believes in aligned action, Shahad, but... but mm-hmm. I I, here's the way I teach my clients four questions you want to grow a business you only have to answer four questions right really simple why we just talked about that Mm -hmm. right your purpose and your values Mm -hmm. who who do you want to help who's your ideal client a mentor of mine says when you try to help everybody you wind up helping nobody Mm -hmm. getting really clear like so the example I use a lot of times is if you're a fitness brand okay it's great to know you're about fitness but a yoga studio or a yoga brand is going to sound and feel and have a different intention than somebody who's doing boot camps, right? In a gym or at the park, right? Different message. Yeah, they're different mess and who you're trying to help and how you're trying to. Um, help them is really different if you don't understand you're just going to keep doing this you're going to just make more noise in the world the last thing our world needs is more noise right signal to noise ratio is really off if you can really get clear on who you're trying to help you're not going to make more noise each communication is going to be valuable to the kind of people you want to help and if it's not the person you want to help don't worry about it move on <laughs> paul you don't know what you're talking about i don't even respond to those emails if somebody is not really they're it may be well-intentioned, but it's a very crisp, thank you so much for your feedback, and then I move on. Yeah. So, you've got your why, you've got your who, the next thing is your what. What's the actual thing, that, the product or the service that you're bringing to market? Now, notice, I don't even encourage anybody to even work on that. What a lot of people do, oh, I wrote this book, now how do I market it? Well, you don't even know who you wrote it for. you don't have a good story of your core values right you're gonna have a hard time selling that book as if you started with your values and then you thought about who you want to help then you create the thing that app that membership community that book that product that incredible fashion product that's made from sustainable whatever it's all good but if you don't know your why and your who then you're what Can't help you. Right. And then the last thing is your how that's where you get into strategies. It's very, 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 very important to have implementable strategies and things that you can do on a regular basis that not messy, but implement. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But you do that when you understand the whole context. And if you do it in this order, you're going to move the needle. If what our culture does tends to obsess on the what and the how. And doesn't answer the why and the who, and we just got a hole. it's like a car that's spinning its wheels in the snow, it doesn't go anywhere.
0: And do you help like small businesses or corporations as well?
1: Well, uh, you know, I started out with entrepreneurs because this message of really focusing in on your why it started. So, you know, solos and small businesses, maybe up to about 100 employees. When I started 13 years ago, big businesses, they didn't want to talk about the why they were all obsessed on the product and the marketing strategies. And I was like, hello, this. so I didn't do any work with big companies. Now that's changed pretty radically. We have a lot of research and a lot of, we're seeing big brands, you know, the fashion industry has collapsed, just collapsed. The publishing industry is in total disruption. (laughs) So many other businesses are starting to say, wow, this external focus of just doing the what and the how marketing strategy, it's not working. And particularly for um, customers and clients under 40, millennials, they want to know your values. And if you can't tell them a story, they won't buy from you. They will not buy from you. So now I'm starting to work with larger companies and leaders oh, in larger companies. And that's been really fun. The, the market's changed. And um, I don't really care the size of the company. I care about are you working towards positive impact in the world? If you're not, go away. I'm busy. That's excellent. So do you find, what
0: would be your ideal client then? Like, it seems like it's it's anybody who's an
1: entrepreneur, I guess, right? No. Traditionally, entrepreneurship is focused on making money. It's very egocentric. It's about the entrepreneur themselves, right? My kind of ideal client is somebody who's about making the world a better place. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And that started to shift, you know, so, you know, now it's more common for somebody to be thinking about how does this product or service contribute to a better world? Right. But if you're not interested in that question and you're not really willing to have very honest conversation, this is not, you know, put a little bit of green lipstick on a pig and call it a sustainable product. That's not what I do. Right. People who are really willing to go into a deep dive, how does this actually work? this product, this service. I'm a huge fan of social entrepreneurship. It's one of the fastest growing majors on college campuses all over the world. And we can talk about why that is. But you can't just put green lipstick on a pig and call it, you know, a positive impact. That's. A, but I don't care so much about the exact product or service. I get to work with people who are doing all kinds of amazing things. What I care about is you've really thought or you're willing to think deeply about how does this particular product or service Ripple out into the world. What are the impacts of this product or service? And then are you willing to tell that story in a really honest, not manipulative way? And if you're willing to do that, I'm happy to talk to anybody.
0: Yeah, is, this is exactly what a lot of businesses are looking at now is trying to see how they can impact and serve more and more people like even for my business has taken a turn that i'm i'm just focusing on what kind of impact that we can do to help more and more people like i'm my goal is millions you know that i want to impact so that's i think that's where everyone's thought is going now because of whatever the situation was with the pandemic and Uh people are realizing there's a lot more than a product and all that there's a lot more to 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 do with everything that's going on
1: Absolutely, Shahad. And again, particularly if you have. Any interest in you know staying in business? You know the under 40 crowd—they keep growing and they keep—they're moving up. They—they are now the leaders. They are now the innovators, right? And we're watching brands that thought this was just a nice like, yeah, we'll just like stamp our CSR team like approval on some new messaging to sell the same old thing that really hasn't done the work. Mm. That younger segment and the innovators of age ranges across the board can look at it and say, nope, that's a bunch of crap. (laughs) You're just feeding us a line. We know what actual because now we have brands that are doing the work in and very well known brands in every space, whether it's food or clothing or service businesses Uh or recreation, you know. The we have examples and we know what it smells like when a brand's really done the work and the old like we're just going to put out some like green messaging or like feel good messaging or black lives matter but we have no black people on our board or in our leadership that doesn't cut it anymore and what's happening is entire businesses very very fortune 100 businesses in the u.s are falling apart because they haven't done the work and this is where the market is right now
0: yeah and uh, let's talk about your podcasts
1: I'm a huge podcast fan, Shahid. I like yeah. to joke, my name is Paul, and I'm podcast obsessed. So don't talk to me about podcasts unless you're Oh, okay <laughs> no, it's with good. Let's talk podcasts. about it then. That's, so, that's a great topic to talk
0: about then if it's passion based. <laughs>
1: Yes, I love podcasting. I love podcasting. And there's, there's two main reasons. Chad. One is it's the most intimate form of modern communication I know. Right. Think about it. Like how do people listen to podcasts? The majority of people listen to podcasts. They literally take a thing and put it inside put of their ear, body. earbuds. <laughs> they put it inside their body and invite you literally to be inside their head. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what an incredibly intimate relationship to have through technology. Very true. literally being inside. Nothing closer, technology. right? Th- there's no, there's nothing that compares t- to the level, and you're like in their kitchen because they're washing their dishes. You're with them on the dog walking. Somebody recently, he was very sweet. He said, Paul, I was only gonna listen to half an hour. I do deep dive podcasts like 55 minutes long. Paul, I was only gonna go walk my dog for about 20 minutes, but the episode was so engaging that I walked for an hour. So not only did you help me like grow my business and think about how I can grow my business, but you helped me get fitter, right? And he was joking, but like you become a part of people's lives. You walk, you're on the dog walk, you're in their kitchen. Mm -hmm. You're in the car while they're driving the kids to school or whatever. You, and it's not just once because of the subscribe button. You're, if, if somebody likes what you're doing, they'll, you become a part of their inner world like no other technology I know. So that's number one. The second reason is deep dive, right? You do 30 to 60-minute episodes, ahead. I do 55, 60-minute episodes. This isn't like a meme on Instagram where you get 13 words. Right. Or Facebook um, ads, you know, a little video where you get 17 seconds or whatever it is. Right. The They're average, engaged. The average podcast episode is 43 minutes long, just under 43. Minor support. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. So in other words, we get to D in a deep dive conversation and not just once, but we repeat. You put those two things together and there's nothing I know that has the kind of staying power and the impact of deep dive dialogue that in in a technological way, I don't have anything else to compare it to. So I'm just going to stay in this space.
0: I had never, I never had anyone um, explain podcasting the way you have, Um, you know, so it's definitely it sounds so much more powerful. Right. And that's the reason why I wanted uh, for me to go into podcasting. I'm fairly new. Um, but the reason was is that I was brainstorming, trying to figure out with uh, with my guys to see how we can spread the message or, or talk to more people and spread it all over and what's the fastest way. So YouTube came up and other things. But I said podcasting, you know, so podcasting is so, so um, not as, as fairly, it's not congested as, as anything else. And also it's a good medium to, to impact more people, right? Um, Not just in Toronto, but everywhere.
1: Yep, there's hundreds of millions of blogs on the web. Hundreds and hundreds of millions. exactly. 10 million there's tens of millions of video channels like youtube channels we just got over a million podcasts yeah. on the entire planet there's so much room and space so much now, room. what i would say is if somebody's not it, just getting started it's a long build you don't like turn well, on a course. podcast and suddenly unless you're michelle no. obama in which case yeah. then <laughs> you're michelle obama yeah. Right? Yeah. she's awesome michelle if you're listening come on my podcast i'd love to <laughs> 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 but if you're not michelle obama it's going to be a Build. Mm-hmm. So what I encourage people to do is to be really kind to yourself. You're not going to start a podcast and then immediately impact millions. But if you'll stay with it, it takes and, time. Y- over time. And then the other thing that I work with people and what we do with the wherepreneurs, we have a whole podcast success team where we help people, you know, really think about how to leverage. If you're new to podcasting and you really want to get more quicker traction, then do both. Or if you can only do I call it both sides on the mic be a guest so I'm sorry uh, do both meaning both sides on the mic so you have and in our case right oh now, I know what you ahead, mean. you're a host right now yeah. I'm a guest so I'm yes, really yes. increase my guesting strategy if you're intentional as a guest then you get to be on somebody else's platform and if you go to a more established podcast, that person may get 10,000, 20,000, 100,000, a million downloads per episodes. That's a much faster build. You have to learn how to be a great guest and provide a lot of value. But if you'll do that, and then you also are a host of a podcast, you can grow much quicker than just putting out episode after episode when people don't yet know who you are, what your podcast is about. Yeah.
0: I've been, I've been on a lot of, on, on a lot of shows as well. Um, Before I started this uh, podcast, um, I don't know. I, I enjoy it a lot. So I enjoy, I really enjoy the fact that I meet people yeah. and um, you know, I I, 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 I absolutely love meeting people. So that's, that's the best, the one way that you can do it through podcasting as well. Um, you've
1: been podcasting for how long? How long has it been? Uh, about three years. We just published episode three 163 yesterday. Yeah. Wow. That's great.
0: Congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. And your listeners are mostly in the States and uh, or all We've over.
1: Grown. We've grown. We We historically, North America, definitely a lot of Canadian listeners. We have yeah. a lot of listeners in Europe. We're now getting more listeners in Asia. Big shout out to, and um, we haven't, uh, we have a big base in Australia, New Zealand. We haven't had a lot of folks in um, Asia and in Africa, but we're developing some partnerships in Africa, we're trying to find the right partners to, you know, connect with there. So we're growing in terms of our world listenership, but still pretty heavily North American and Europe at this point, although we'd like to change that. That is great stuff.
0: So are you are you involved in any other uh, venture or anything that you're working on that's coming soon? <laughs>
1: We do a lot with our members to support our members. We have over 300 members, as I said. So we're constantly, you know, partnering with them and, you know. uh, Members. In the Awarepreneurs, we have a membership community for Awarepreneurs. Uh Um, So we have 300 plus social and wellness entrepreneurs around the world. uh, Late summer in August, we did a collectively marketed Um, course by one of our members, Nicole Lee. It was called Inclusion in Conscious Business. And what we wanted to do in that course, uh, a bunch of us in the community felt like the conscious business space has a lot of work to do to to, to address diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. So we went to some of our members who are really world-class diversity, equity, and inclusion trainers, and we got 40-something people together from our collective networks and paid them to help us learn how to be better at creating inclusive environments and um, addressing racism in our space. And so we're constantly collaborating and partnering with people and things like that.
0: What's your view on on the pandemic and everything?
1: Oh boy, Shahid, yeah, sure has been, you know, interesting. It sure has been a wild time. You know, what I would say is that um, it's exposed a lot of inequalities. Um, for instance, I was just reading an article that um, women have women in business have lost decades of progress. Um, especially here in the U.S., because we don't have good policies in place to help people think about health care. So women are dropping out of the workforce or throttling back on their um, businesses to take care of kids or elderly parents because we don't have the infrastructure in place to help people feel like their kids are safe and they're good in school and Mm -hmm. their parents are okay. This women are so often kind of left with the role of caretakers that it's had a huge economic and career impact. So, you know, I'm worried about the inequality. Personally, I'm doing great. Awarepreneurs is growing. I have more clients that I know what to do with. um, And it's not equal. The pandemic isn't hitting everybody equally. And that really, really worries me.
0: Yeah, it is. It's hard to even, even kind of comprehend what's, what's going to happen um you know <laughs> it's, it's but um you know we 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 have to remain positive and remain optimistic um that you know things are going to get better um you know it takes one person at a time and you know stuff that you're doing i'm doing like these kind of things is is so needed right now, you know, and, and we, we really are thankful to you as well for for bringing this kind of awareness.
1: What I would say is it's an incredible opportunity for those who do have those values-based businesses yeah. because, like, I'll give you an example. On the podcast recently, we had a, a fabulous young, he's a Forbes 30 Under 30 founder named Zach Hurley. And Zach's business is called Indie Source, And what they do is it's in um, they help fashion entrepreneurs with uh, sustainable and inclusive um, ideas in mm-hmm. the clothing industry. Now, the clothing industry is falling apart, right? Huge brands are struggling. You know, uh, go think of a name that might be at a mall. <laughs> it sells clothes and they're struggling. For this. Some of them are closing yeah. down. Yeah. Zach and his business are growing very, very quickly because they're doing values-based fashion. So they do things like people who you know want yoga clothes but you know you're bigger than the average and who shows up on the yoga journal clever or um, you know short guys or tall women or like somebody who has like um, a medical device for I'm thinking of uh, there was a famous baseball player back in the day I think it was in the 80s or 90s named Rod Carew and Rod has a heart condition and so he wanted uh, a shirt and other clothing that he could put this medical device like with in a little pouch and Velcro the wires and all that stuff. If you have an idea, somebody needs to make clothes like this and it's not Mm -hmm. currently made and you're trying to figure out how to get it made in a way that you know, is sourced as best you can, organic cotton or like made, you know, in North America as opposed to in Sri Lanka or whatever. Zach and his team are the best company I know of to help a fashion entrepreneur like that. So his company is blowing up and he's getting Forbes 30 under 30 awards. Zach and his team do it really ethically. The big companies are using child labor and horrific, horrific ways of creating clothes that have terrible, terrible, devastating effects in the communities they serve they're falling apart and zach and his team are blowing up so if you're doing it in a values-based way there is an incredible opportunity for the listeners of your show